The words of the prophets are written on the subway walls and the tenement halls. Does that sound familiar? Well, those are the lyrics from Simon and Garfunkel's song, The Sound of Silence, a song that was very popular during the 1960s. And if you're a student of U.S. history, you know that the 1960s was a very turbulent time in America. It was at a time that was marked by a high degree of civil unrest and even, believe it or not, a pandemic. Well, when Paul Simon penned these words, I don't know if he knew this or not, he was touching upon a very deep spiritual truth. And that truth is that the true prophets are oftentimes not found in the places where you would think you would find a prophet. And oftentimes the true prophets are not the people that you would think that they would be. And what I mean by that is most often the true prophets of God are not found in religious systems and they're not found inside of church buildings. They're found in very unlikely places, places that oftentimes the religious community overlooks or even despises. Well, as you know, the year now is 2021, and it's a lot like the 1960s. We have a high degree of civil unrest, and yes, unfortunately, we still do have a pandemic that's going on. But even more than that, God is still speaking through his prophets on the subway walls and the tenement halls. So then, where are these subway walls and tenement halls? Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. And to join me in this conversation, I've got some very special guests. We're going to have an online party. I've got Tiffany Shelton from The Last Trumpet, our friend Christina Hugie, who is a major driving force behind Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. And joining us later in the stream, we've got Stacey Fannin, the host of uh, Revelation Resistance Podcast. And we're even going to have a, a drive-by, a stop-in from the band The Rock of Salvation out of Augusta, Georgia. So stick around and stay with us because where you are able to find the prophets of today in the subways and in the tenement halls might just surprise you. Well, as I promised, we got a party going on. We got the Hollywood Squares Brady Bunch. And over to my left over here, right, it gets confusing on the screen. I've got Christina Hugie below. I've got Stacy from Revelation Resistance Podcast. Good to see you, brother. And we've got Miss Tiffany Shelton from The Last Trumpet. Hey, and this is your must-see Thursday night live stream, Raven's Heart from Lithos Cry. 
Uh, just a quick admin announcement before we get started. This is our last live stream, not forever, but until May 22nd, because after tonight, I am focusing gears on Get Revelation Rockfest coming up on May 15th. And we're going to talk more about that and get in on that in depth. And I love to see the viewers that we have already, the hearts and the thumbs up already. This is really exciting. And we already have a comment from Rick Andrews. And I think Rick might have been a Simon and Garfunkel fan as well. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Remember, you can weigh in with your comments and questions as well. We've got Tiffany and we've got Christina. I want to start with you guys because what we have here is the growth of a seed that Stacy and I planted two years ago with Ziggy when we said, hey, let's do a rock fest. And we were going to try to pull it off like three months after we had the idea of it. I <laughs> uh, got slowed down by the Lord. That wasn't going to work. Here we are two years later, and it's actually going to happen. And Tiffany and Christina have gotten involved. And Tiffany and Christina, how was it that you guys connected spiritually and met? Can you give us the, the skinny on that, the lowdown? I mean, I don't know how you chop that down to two minutes. <laughs> I just don't know how you do that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of history uh, there. Yeah, there really is. Um, we connected first at um, Abundant Hope Church in South Carolina. Um, and from there, um, I would say the short of it is that we we did a lot of worship together and we became our families just became friends. And, um, you know, over the years, we kind of um, kind of all have been pulled in different directions. But um it's kind of good with her because you can always just pick up right where we left off. Like we never missed a beat. <laughs> I mean, it's been a couple of years until, you know, get revelation, get revelation rock fest has popped up that um, I haven't seen or talked to her in a couple of years, but as soon as you pick up the phone and go, Hey, it's like, you just never miss a beat. Like she's just been a constant for me for quite a while several years i find that interesting how you met in south carolina and Christina, <laughs> if, I, if i'm not mistaken you live in you lived in north carolina for a while yeah we uh charlotte north carolina um but we attended a church and it's funny because tiffany's way up in mooresville which is way way north but we attended a church just over the border of north to south carolina in pineville so, um, yeah, we actually, we, we worshiped there together and, and we prayed a lot together and, and then we did life together. Um, oh, that, so, that is you know, cool. like she said, I mean, we just, the first time reconnecting after a lot of years, we just giggled and just, you know, just, I mean, you can't help it. We just picked up, like she said, right where we left off. It was, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. That's really neat. Stacy. I am seeing a very large North Carolina connection with what's going wow. on here in South Carolina. Um, yeah. With you, Stacy, what part of North Carolina are you in for those that are not familiar with Revelation Resistance? Well, I'm originally, uh, I grew up in Asheville. Uh, I, I lived there probably about 25 years, and my wife's family was from up here. I live in Newland. It's about 30 minutes from Boone, North Carolina. And uh, whenever me and my wife got married, we kind of wanted to move here and raise our kids and stuff. And it's been a great, it's been a great place to raise our kids. We have a lot more winter time than anybody else in North Carolina, but uh, yeah. 
You can keep that, sir. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> Christina, I'm going to ask you a question that is off script. I'm going to throw the notes aside for a second. It's not going to be too much of a loop for you, but having been in South Carolina, especially Charleston now, and then having had lived in North Carolina, would you say that the spiritual atmosphere is different in South Carolina than it is in North Carolina? I can speak specifically for um, one of the things I've noticed is in different regions or different areas, you tend to kind of um, pick up on the atmosphere that of that city. Um, so, you know, in Pineville, there was a specific, you know, kind of feel vibe or whatever. But in Charleston, um, there's definitely a, a difference, um, a big difference from um, the Charlotte area. Um, there seems to be um, a lot of tradition, a lot of history, a whole lot of history. And even just to connect, you know, the North and South, um, um, I didn't learn this until just a few years ago, but North and South Carolina, um, years and years ago, we were actually one state. Um, really? It, yeah. And so it's very interesting to see how, you know, we're kind of, merging back together again um so i know glenn you you would be really interested to hear like all the history there but yeah it's uh it's a really interesting one that is very interesting and i find that very interesting because when I, god led me to start lithos cry and do what we're doing immediately the first person that we linked shields with was stacy in newland north carolina with revelation resistance it was like a kindred spirit immediately and stacy and i we've been you know, fellowshipping with each other uh, for what three, almost four years now. We've yeah. been at this. Yeah. Hey, we've got some great comments. I, I, hey, we've got Laura Victorian Braden weighing Woo! in from Warriors of Light. They are going to be a Get Revelation Rock Fest. Hey, guys, <laughs> greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. And I do have to put this up here, and I want to remind everybody at seven thirty. Um, remind me if we get we get too off track 7:30 we've got concert ticket away ticket giveaway tonight at 7:30 sponsored by Rock of Salvation out of Augusta Georgia I love those guys we interviewed them 2 weeks ago great interview great music we're going to have them back on again uh in the near future great time and uh, we've got a lot going on here so yeah I mean we've been linked up for almost 4 years and Stacy and I were talking about this the other day before we started our um, weekly brief on Rockfest is that we've talked to each other, we've seen each other over the internet, but we have never met each other in person. And wow. Stacy, I think you said that's really kind of inconsequential right now. It's like we know each other. Hey, we've got Shannon Parker. Hey there, y'all. Hey, Good to see you, Shannon. Welcome to the live stream tonight. So let's talk about the subway walls and the tenement halls, those areas where you would not likely find or think you would find a prophetic word being released or a group of prophets releasing a prophetic word. And I'm going to shoot this question over to Christina because Christina, I know that you are not a metalhead like Stacy and Tiffany and I are, we eat, drink and sleep metal. But when Tiffany presented to you the idea of rock fest, you immediately jumped in. And right now you are at the forefront of our prayer effort in this event, which I am very thankful for, and we, both Stacy and I and Ziggy, who's not on with us tonight, I'm very thankful for that because that's a major component of what we're doing. And then when it comes to the organization of things, things that I just don't have the time to do, 
you and Tiffany have really picked up the ball with that and run with that. So not being a metalhead, why in the world would you get yourself involved with a bunch of crazy people like us to do a rock metal show for Jesus in Charleston? What led you to do that? Um, well, you know, Jesus walked around with a whole lot of different kinds of folks, right? And so I have made it my habit to always be looking and listening for him, even if it looks different than my normal sphere. Right. So um, the moment that I, you know, begin to hear the vision and your heart um, that what God had laid on your heart and called you to do, like, I just recognize the voice of God, you know, um, He's no respecter of persons and an authentic believer is always looking for Jesus. They don't care about titles. They don't care about preferences, but they're looking for him. And I heard him and I saw him in, in what's going on here. So I couldn't help but get involved. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the voice of the Lord. And that really encourages me because most of the time I feel like a piece of gum on the bottom of a shoe. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, also one of the comments that um, was released in one of our very early um, prep meetings um, was that what we were doing was building a stage for Jesus to be glorified. And that's, you know, that right there just puts a big stamp that, you know, um, the heart behind this whole thing is is exactly the heart of God. Yes, it is. And Christopher Shelton, I think you know him, Tiffany. He says that's awesome. I think I might know him. <laughs> Is he in the room next door typing on the computer? Hey. He's in the closet in the back. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, and we also have Michelle L. Hey, she Michelle. is Hey, she is on our Rock Fest committee as well. You're going to see her out there with a staff shirt on at Get Revelation Rock Fest. She's been with us and been a huge blessing, and she is a metalhead here. LOL. And look at all those emojis, which I cannot read because I don't know how to read them. And I don't have my glasses on. I just know they're emojis. So we're just going to keep, we're going to keep it at that. So, um, so Christina, before we presented this to you, and it was actually Tiffany did, that did the presentation and in your walk with the Lord, would you have ever considered Jesus being glorified or a prophetic word or spiritual warfare occurring at a metal rock show is that something that you at one time maybe considered wouldn't happen or, or i don't think it would have ever been on my radar as um a place um where god was moving and maybe that's just um telling of my own ignorance of um you know the heart behind the um the bands um and even just you know as you have shared um just some of the stories of where these bands have come from and just the different, the different hearts and how everyone is truly seeking to spread the gospel and reach people through a way that they might not have otherwise um, been exposed to. Absolutely. Rick Andrews from New York from the metal sharpens metal show out off of WVVC FM and WVVC.com says Christina is nailing stuff. <laughs> Looks like you got a new friend, Christina. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because we, we've been talking about the spirit of God moving in different ways. And Rick is a, is a gentleman that I met three years ago 
at the extreme tour here in Charleston. And little did I know that the year after that extreme tour that I'd be working with Ziggy to bring the next extreme tour in, which we did last year. And Rick is his show just um, started back in January on WVVC.com and WVVC 80, it's 88.1 FM in Rome, New York. And it's not like I said, Hey, Rick, you need to go do this. God is just doing all these different things in different places, especially with harder music, metal music and the heart that's expressed during the show. It's what we're expressing down here in a different format. And if you haven't listened to their show, you need to, because he and his co-host are an absolute hoot on that show. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun to listen to and they feature great bands like the last trumpet with, with Tiffany. So so this question is for everybody and we'll go around the horn and I want to hear what you're seeing. Um, What is it that you see that God is doing in the earth right now? And how does an event like Rockfest fit into what you see God doing? Christina, we'll start with you. Stacey, will go to you. And then Tiffany will wrap up with you. All right. So Revelation 14, 14 says, I looked and there before me was a white cloud and seated on the cloud was one like the son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. Back in April of 2020, um, the Lord came to me and he he began to speak to me about some things that were going on um, internationally. And one of the things that he said to me was that um, that it was time, that the earth was ripe, and that we've entered a day of great harvest. The fields are ripe and we need laborers. Um, And I just I I really believe, you know, the church has left the building. It is it's time for us to get out there and really do the work of the gospel. Awesome. Stacy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That word harvest. (laughs) Hey, and Keith, Keith, real quick, Keith Shevlin is weighing in about you nailing it, Tiffany, uh, nailing it, uh, Christina. You are. So there you go. Keith agrees that you are nailing it tonight. Praise God. Stacy, go ahead. I just think that, you know, definitely, you know, I agree with Christina. We, we're entering into a, into the time where some mighty awesome things are happening. Um, I'm going to save, <laughs> save some things for when I talk about Huggy uh, here. But, uh, yeah, man, we're definitely there. We're definitely in a time where, I believe that, you know, the church, the modern church as we know it is, um, is changing something different's happening. So I think it's something to be really excited about for sure. Yeah. 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 Christopher says, amen, Christina, to your comments, Christina, it is such a blessing to have you on tonight with Stacy and Tiffany to have everybody of light heart, light mind. And all of us, Amen. it's not like we got together and we discussed what we were going to exactly talk about tonight. It's God just moving upon everybody. And I kind of feel like one of those guys on Fox News with everybody in the corners. Hey, we're going to go over to you for your comment over here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, what do you see God doing and how do you believe God's going to use this in the bigger picture of what he's doing in the world? Um, I think... 
what I'm seeing, it, it will kind of tag on to the fact that the church has left the building um, and something that Shannon is always spitting out all the time. Shannon Parker, um, she says, you have to be all things to all people in and out of season. Um, and that just kind of strikes that, you know, the Lord is not something that we can place in a box. So if if the government or certain entities want to shut him out, he will find a way to put himself back in. He's that big. He can do that. Um, and so I think things like Rockfest are, go are going to be the main pulpit. I think that's just yeah. where it's going to be. You know, when churches were first started, they were meeting in homes. Well, now we're meeting at an amphitheater. Yeah. It's still church. Yeah. That is so, that is so cool. You know, I did a, I looked in scripture, this was back in October for the word pulpit. And the only thing that I could find was an old Testament reference to where they built, I forget which prophet it was, but they built a stand for him to stand on and to, and to prophesy. And that's the only reference when Jesus taught, he never stood behind a pulpit. He always sat down taking mm -hmm. that place of humility. And when the ancient rabbinic teachers would teach they never stood up but they sat down and they talked they took a position of lowliness which i think is really cool wow. hey ziggy we know ziggy he is going to be on stage with us at get revelation rock fest he says amen to that yes absolutely ziggy good to have you join us this evening stacy i want to shoot it back over to you because just a few days ago you shared with me something and it really encouraged my heart when you texted it to me. You text me at the right time every day when I'm really like, God, I need a word. I, I want to hear your voice. And it was from the book of Haggis, right? No, <laughs> Haggai. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. Haggis, please, but Haggai. Can you share with us what the Lord showed you from the book of Haggai? And I want to talk about that because he was showing me some cool things too. And we'll, we'll chop some spiritual broccoli tonight on this one. So go ahead, Stacey. Yeah. It was definitely one of those times where uh, I just had, I just knew like I was supposed to go read this book and I was like, you know, I haven't read this book in a long time. <laughs> so anyways, start reading the book and you always start speaking to my heart. And I knew that, you know, I was going to have to share it with you. Uh, I'd like to read a little bit. Like I think like the main focus for, everything you know that we're talking about here in uh Haggai 2 verse 3 it says does anyone remember this house this temple in its former splendor man we've seen God do great things uh we've read about great things in Acts um I believe and I just really believe that God is getting ready to release and pour out on this earth uh something we've never seen before. I mean, even beyond acts. Um, and we're going to see him do some mighty works and things that are going to blow our minds. I mean, it's going to be beyond any of our understanding or comprehension. Um, in verse four, it continues. It says, but now the Lord says, be strong, Zerubbabel. I don't even know how to say that guy's name, but <laughs> it says, be strong, Jeshua, son of Jehozadak. The high priest, be strong, all you people still left in the land. And now get to work, for I am with you, says the Lord of heaven's armies. <clears throat> My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So don't be afraid. 
For this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. I will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. And I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And I think that's something, you know, especially with Get Revelation Rock Fest. Uh, there's so many times that we set this stage, we set this standard. I've, I've done, you know, I've done a few of these before. I've seen, man, I've seen people get saved. I've seen people get healed. I've seen people like just miraculously stop doing things and change their lives and just have a moment with God that really changes their life. But for this, from the get-go, uh, you always been speaking into my heart that this is more, that we need to expect more. We need to expect more from him out of this. And I think that the future glory of this temple would be greater than its past glory. So anything that we've said before, I want to throw it out, man. I've seen great revivals. I've seen great things happen. I've seen I've seen people throw down drugs and I mean, you know, just change their lives for God and stuff like that. I'm I'm expecting beyond I'm expecting Yahweh to pour out a measure beyond anything that any of us ever, ever expected and ever anticipated. So it says, and in this place, I will bring peace. I, the Lord of heaven's armies have spoken. So when, <laughs> when God says that, you know, that he has spoken. So I really feel like that Yahweh was in my heart was drawing a parallel through this here. And I mean, it all, you know, book, you know, book one and book two of Haggai really touches on all this, but, that was the focus. So yeah, that is really, really cool. We had some nice comments come in. Uh, as you were saying that we got Scott Ziegler saying old Ziggy saying acts 29 coming Christopher Shelton in the closet down the hall from Tiffany says, <laughs> <laughs> says, says word. I like that or word. <laughs> there we go. And Shannon Parker says, and Jesus said greater works will be done than that was done while he was with the disciples god Amen. is still moving if we let him use us and we have from laura victorian brain amen brother kingdom come yes before we do our ticket giveaway i just want to piggyback on some things that you said out of the book of haggai because just before covid hit uh another gentleman that we were working with on rockfest last, last year here in charleston donnie walker who is now in Florida in seminary. He just got saved before I met him and started working on Rockfest, and now he's in seminary. Uh, he's been called to preach and be a pastor, and we're really excited about that. I remember sitting at my kitchen tables telling him just a few days before COVID started that God was getting ready to shake all things. I didn't know what I was talking about, but I knew something was coming. And, it, you know, it's said in Scripture that it's going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be two days later or, or three days later. But God is shaking all things, and we're doing this in the midst of shakings, and God God has given us a reprieve in the midst of these shakings to do this. And I love that verse where it says, get to work. Yeah. Get to work. Something that I was praying about and praying through the other day is, you know, I want to have all, I'm one of those that wants to have all of the details done and everything done, you know, 45 days out and just kind of set it up and go. 
but that's not the way God works. There's so much that he wants to do in the midst of it. It's about the journey, not the destination is really what it comes down to. And I was like, God, why isn't it all just all set up now where I can just start thinking about the next thing? Because I'm already thinking about what's coming after this. And the word was very clear to me is keep your shoulder to the plow. Basically, he's telling me, get to work. Just keep the shoulder to the plow because it's about the journey and not the destination. There's so many more people that want to be touched through this. Now, something, too, I want to go back to the first uh, chapter of Haggai. And this is something that God has really stirred in me where he says, Ye have sown much and bring in little. Ye eat, but ye have not enough. Ye drink, but ye are filled not with drink. Ye clothe, ye clothe you, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages, put it into a bag with holes. And the reason for this is because people have not put the house of the Lord first. They have not gone to work. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. We've been too busy building our own kingdoms and building our own lives and not doing what God has called right. us to do. Yeah. And God's eyes right now are going to and fro throughout the world, looking for those that will build his house. And he says in his word that he will strongly support them if yeah. they take yeah. that step with in order for your steps to be ordered of God, you got to take the first step first. You got to get out there and you got to start, you got to start walking. And for me, this was really encouraging to me because this is a major undertaking from a guy who 10 years ago was living on different people's couches, broke going through a divorce. And now I've got all of this. And I think, you know, um, Christina said it the other day, it's because God trusts yeah. You know, I learned a lot of lessons in doing that and what to do and, and, and what not to do. But it is time to get to work. Yeah. And yes, this is scriptural to put the house of the Lord first because Jesus said it. It's in the book of Matthew and the book of Luke. What did he say to seek first? The kingdom of God. Yeah. And then all the things that we need as we seek and we're working for him he will add all the other things that we need. So if we're out there and just kind of striving, hey, I got to fill my wallet with this, I got to do this, I got to do this, and not focusing on the Lord, then our, our pockets will be filled with, with holes. Yeah. And it also talks in here of a remnant of people. Uh, yeah. I want to get back to that because we are at 729 and we've got some tickets to give away. And I want to bring in the guys from Rock of Salvation. We're going to do this really cool because this will be our last Get Revelation Rock Fest update on Raven's Heart prior to. So I'm going to bring them in and let's go ahead and have a Get Revelation. Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021 update. All right. Hey, we got the guys from Rock of Salvation. We got Jim and Keith. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Hey, how's it going? Great. <laughs> we are having a great time in the Lord over here. I love it. We are having an online party. We got a lot of viewers and a lot of things going on. Some more comments to get to. But the guys from Rock of Salvation, we interviewed them two weeks ago. And they've been kind enough to donate tickets purchase tickets to donate as a giveaway to our viewers. And right now it's seven 30, right on the dot. Look at that. They are going to announce our winner. So I'm going to bring them up on the screen and they are going to announce the winner out of the, out of the lithos cry prize closet. I can say that we got a prize closet now. Pretty cool. <laughs> All right, here they are. So guys, drum roll, who is our winner? All right, everybody. You don't want to miss this show. And we're, you know, we're not going to be able to make it this time around, but uh, the tickets are here. 
We got two tickets for lucky winner, and the winner is Christopher Fogelman. All right. (laughs) Yes, Christopher, you are coming to Get Revelation Rock Fest, my friend. You are going to come to Charleston, South Carolina. What I need you to do is we've been messaging back and forth this week. Personally message me your mailing address. And here's what I'm going to do is because the gentlemen from Rock of Salvation have been so generous to donate tickets for you to come, I am going to upgrade those tickets to VIP, and you're going to be sitting in the first two rows of Get Revelation Rock Fest to enjoy the show and cheer on your favorite bands, such as The Last Trumpet, Warriors of Light, and Ziggy from South Carolina. So we are so excited. I got some comments rolling in here. And uh, Shannon says, yay, Christopher. And hey, we got Rick Andrews. Rick loves you guys. Um, Yes, guitars and hand crank it. <laughs> so, yes, that's what we've got. Um, go ahead, Christopher, and uh, personally message me your mailing address, and I will email you those VIP tickets. And the other thing that I'm going to do is I am going to send you the information where you can get your awesome hotel room at the Crown Plaza Hotel, who is sponsoring this event. And it's a great deal, and you're going to be able to get shuttled to and from the event. You're going to get a great deal on a room, $129 a night. Not bad. You're also going to get a um, $15 food and beverage credit while you're there, and it also includes breakfast while you're at the hotel. Hey, um, Jim and Keith, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It's so good to see you guys. And uh, we're going we're gonna to let you go. And, and Scott says, Ziggy says, sweet digs. And... Uh, Shannon says, yay, Christopher, we got that. We got that up there. So guys, thank you so much. Thank you for making the announcement. And Christopher, you are our blessed. There's no such thing as lucky. You are our blessed winner this evening. And uh, we are very excited that you're going to be coming to get Revelation Rock Fest to see what God is doing. So, hey, we got some comments here. I want to go through real quick. We're having a good time. Mark Hughes says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. That's first Timothy six twelve. You know, it's one thing to when you're when God is drawing you and you're convicted of your sin and you cry out for Jesus to save you and can, you confess his name then. It's another thing when you go out publicly and confess his name. That takes a whole another step and that's what we're going to be doing at get revelation rock fest and we got some congratulations here congrats from keith shevlin to our blessed winner and we've also got look at this uh christopher shelton you won tickets brother all right that is that is awesome the other uh something else in the book of haggai um he talks about a remnant of the people obeyed the voice of the lord and when you look at the word remnant, it means a very small group. So it's not like there's these throngs of people that are going to be obeying the voice of the Lord for one reason or another. Uh, it's, it's going to be very, very small. And verse 4, I highlighted that, Stacy. Yet be strong, O Zerubbabel, saith the Lord, and be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest, and be strong, all ye people of the land, saith the Lord, and work, for I am with you. Yeah. That is so cool. God is with us in what we're doing. And Christina mentioned this to me the other day, and it really took a load off of my shoulders. Not only does God trust, but this is this applies to each of us that are here and everybody that is participating in this. We're friends with God. Yeah. He's not setting us up for failure. Mm-mm. 
there's so much in religion and where I came from, and Stacy knows the story of the organization I came out of, yeah. where it was, you know, okay, here you go. You're going out on a limb and God's probably going to destroy what you're doing. Uh, very, you know, because it wasn't approved by the elders and the leadership, but that's another story. Um, but it, it, it's not this thing where God's going to put you out there to just kind of fail. He's not. Because he says in his word, he's going to strongly support. And my confidence in this is this, is that as we've said, and as we've seen, this is not just, hey, let's get together and jam for Jesus, or hey, let's try to get the youth in and hook them in with this, or you know what, I ain't even building a church off of this, okay? This is not, hey, come here, we're going to get these people in and, and get them all rocked up, and then they're going to join my church. This is not for any particular, and this has ticked some people off, and that's okay. This is not for any particular church. This is for the body of Christ as a whole. That's what yeah. this is. That's what this is for. Um, it's bigger than than the buildings, and I love it. The latter house shall be greater than the former, and that's what God is doing. That is what God is doing in the earth right now, and being a part of this. And this is something that I want to put out to each of you as well, and hear your comments and share with our viewers and our listeners. You know, we've talked about this, that God is going to do something at Rockfest. Exactly what it is, I don't know. I, you know. There have been times where I've been called to preach and I'll have those, you know, visions in my head of, you know, all sorts of cool stuff going on and it gets really exciting and I'll go through that. And the last time I had that happen, basically God said, okay, you had your little fantasy, now get to work, go prepare and, and, and go <laughs> preach. Um, so my expectation is God's going to do something and I don't want to have a vain imagination. All right. Yeah. I, I don't, I want to leave it open to see and be surprised as to what God's going to do. Cause he hasn't specifically said exactly what he's going to do. And um, with yeah. that, We've talked about also, yes, God is going to do something. And we've heard that from everybody that's participating with us that, that's joined in. And it's not like the echo chamber or group think. It's coming from different people and people from the outside as well. Um, but we've also stressed the importance of realizing that we're a small piece of a bigger puzzle. Yeah, I, I think all too often when people get called to do things, and this is a youthful zeal, and in a lot of instances, it's... You know, I, I can understand it. It's like, oh, wow, God's given me this mission and given me this task. And now I am the only one. And what I am doing is going to be the thing that ushers in great revival and sweeps the land and brings in all these souls. Well, I mean, that's a great expectation, but that's rather, r rather skewed because there's so many different pieces and parts that are going on. Why do you think it is so important? And we'll start with Christina, go through Stacy, and then Tiffany. Why do you think it's so important to keep that mindset that this is just something that's part of a bigger thing that God is doing? Oh, there's just so much, <laughs> so rich. Everything that's being said, you know, um, Stacy, even, you know, what you were reading and sharing with, with Haggai, that exact scripture, that exact passage about, you know, the greater, the, the, this, this, this house being greater than the former. Um, that was the exact passage that the Lord gave me just in the last few months. Um, so so I just want to, I just put a, put a stamp on that and say, yes, yes, yes. You know, what Tiffany was talking about earlier uh, about, you know, there, there's no pushing Jesus out because, you know, 
again, the church is not a building. It's the people, you know, the epistles yeah. and even the letters in Revelation were written to the church within a city. We are the church of the city of Charleston, and it's time for the church to come together and be Jesus in the marketplace. You know, we were we were commanded to make disciples, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Why? Because we've received freely. So, you know, we're just doing the work. You know, there, there's definitely a message that that God is his, he's conveying here tonight, that it is time for the laborers to get out and reap. Um, years ago, um, I had a sense that, you know, I was just talking to the Lord, like, Lord, you know, where, where I've been in, in an incredible move of God. Like that's how I received my salvation was, you know, just an incredible move of God that went on sustained for five years. Um, you know, we've heard of different, um, revivals and different moves of God over the years. And so I was praying and I was asking the Lord, like, you know, Lord, what is, what, what are we looking for? You know, what, what are you going to do? When are you going to do it? You know, cause my heart is always crying out like, God, you know, we want to see you. You've got to move. You've got to touch your people in a tangible way. And the, the, the picture that came to mind was I saw like all these like little power hubs, these little power stations and they were, you know, just kind of spread all over the nation. And then they were connected by all these power lines. And then I saw this enormous hand reach over to a light switch and flip it on. And when it did, all these little power stations went ablaze with the fire of God. And the connectors I knew were those networkers that, you know, like maybe, um, you know, somebody like this, a, a metal rock festival, you know, here I am a networker connecting that to a group of people that would never be connected to something like that. And so it's like, there's this networking of the fiery people of God, that remnant of people that are going after him and really want to see, you know, God do something. Um, you know, I, we just, we just don't know how far this can go. You know, God would, he would, he would run all the way, you know, for, for the one. He'd leave the 99 to go after the one. And we don't know how many people are going to be impacted by this, um, by this experience, by this opportunity. It may be that, you know, Tiffany, you get an opportunity to even just love on someone that changes their life. And you never know, like my husband and I had an opportunity recently um, to lead a gentleman to the Lord. Um, and then he went back home to Orlando. He told his sister of everything that happened and she got saved. Now, who knows how many other people that they're going to now impact and they're going to now, um, you know, share the gospel with. So I I'm excited. I'm excited for the true church to come out of the building and do the work. Yeah. Christine, I just have to say one thing. I just wrote this down. Uh, God's got a sense of humor, and he shows us very clearly things and things in the world and things in the earth. Uh, you know, this this what we're doing is not about heavy metal. Okay, this is all about Jesus, but the best conductor of electricity is metal. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, just, I just wrote that. And look, you can see, I think you read it here. I am a raven lunatic. So <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, <That's hilarious. laughs> Stacy, your your heart and your ideas on the mindset that we need to maintain, and that other people that are being called right now to do similar things, the the mindset that they should maintain as as well in this. I just really think you know, God's really been speaking to my heart in the last 
especially a few weeks about John the Baptist. <laughs> you know, that dude was out. And, uh, I mean, if you really think about it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, he was out in the wilderness. He was baptizing people, man. He was a forerunner. I really believe that um, in my heart of hearts that we are forerunners right now. We are forerunners for the kingdom that Jesus is getting ready to do do his thing and i say that with utmost respect but i mean i really believe that we're forerunners and i really believe that you know like john was a forerunner and uh i mean he was out there in the wilderness man he was dunking people under the water and uh you know something was really happening something that was awesome and i mean i think it's easy you know to look and i mean we want to feel important <laughs> you know we oh, yeah. want to Oh God, you know, God is using me for this or that. But I really think the most important thing about any of this or anything that anybody's doing for the Lord is just, I mean, if you go into Acts into the the, the hall of fame of faith, you know, and even lots in, in the hall of fame of faith, all, all God wants is a simple yes, you know, mm -hmm. a simple yes. And I mean, um, we may not see the greatness of the impact in our generation. That's true. But it don't take away from the relevance of how hard that Yahweh is going to hit this, uh, you know, how significant this is going to be. Um, you know, it could, you know, you could say, well, it could be the next Billy Graham. <laughs> Well, it could be the next, it could be the next, the next Glenn Ramson or, you know what I'm saying? Or the next Christina or the next Tiffany. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm going to start rambling here, but I, I just really think I'm trying to say that our most important thing is just, just yes. Keep saying yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I like what you said about the forerunner, Stacy, because John the Baptist, the forerunner of the dove I think you know where I'm going with this. The forerunner of the yeah. dove in scripture is the raven. And it's really yeah. interesting because several weeks ago I was I, I posted the picture on social media. I when I can I get stuff on social media, especially if it's especially moving. I was sitting here in the studio at the edit bay looking out the window, and a raven actually flew and landed in the tree in front of the studio. And uh, Michael from Winter's Resurrection was over that afternoon. All the Raven was doing was just flying around and flying around and flying around. Very rarely do we see Ravens just land in a tree. And Ashley Warhol saw the picture and she texted me. She's like, the Raven means you are on the right track. And I've held on to that. And I was like, that is, that is really cool. He knew something was going on here at the Raven's Heart Lithos Cry Studio. And, you know, it's not to... This is just all for the birds. You know, there is a significance behind the raven. I want to go to a couple comments, and then we're going to go to Tiffany. And there's a couple other things I want to talk about tonight um, as well that are really interesting and apply to the subway walls and the tenement halls. And Mark says, going back to some of the things that we said, love the heart of that. And that was talking about get to work and going out and taking the steps of faith in the simplicity of that. Shannon says, we are the church. It is time to be the church to those who will never walk through the doors of one. Yes, most people will not walk through the doors of a church. Right. Th th they won't. 
And then Ziggy, whoa, look at that. Takes up most of the screen. Acts 26, 16 through 18. I'm going to read this real quick. Now get up and stand up on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins. And that's exactly what it's about. And a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Yes. Acts 26, 16 through 18. Um, just go ahead and, and think on that. Meditate on that. We are to be living epistles from Ziggy. And then Rick Andrews. Yes. People want to play church, but not be church. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of playing going on. This is not games. This is not fun and games. This is real work. And as we've experienced, we're not going to get into the details here, but this has been real warfare as well. Uh, someone else I know of had a similar vision of power stations being turned on. Hey, Christina, I'm going to get you in touch with Rick so that you can discuss that and, and awesome. compare notes on that. That's really awesome. cool. Michelle L. Loved what you said earlier. The church has left the building. Yes, it has. Uh, the book of Acts and Action. Rick Andrews liked the metal comment. Uh, I can't take credit for that. Lord just <laughs> sparked that. In. So yeah, there we go again. Man, I am on a roll tonight. Yes, Yahweh, glad to say his name. And then uh, Christopher Shelton says yes and amen. Tiffany, the mindset in going into this, and then I want to talk about something called Roar that you guys were um, talking about the other day. So what's your so take I on think, what's going on? I think in... In talking about Haggai, um, it reminded me of something. Um, I don't know if you guys know who Lana Bowser is, um, but she is a prophet. And um, at the beginning of the year, I believe she put out a prophecy that stated what worked in the past will not work in this new era. Um, and that just comes to mind. Um, and when you talk about being a forerunner, um, if you look at the whole COVID scenario that's been going on it literally shut everything down and so i feel like in the stream of things that are going to happen in that power station we are the spark mm -hmm. yes. um we are one of the very first few to open back up um if, if you know what i mean like physically get out there we're taking we're one of the first ones to get back out there um and go hey it's time to flip that switch um so I think we're going to ignite a fire blaze is what I see happening. And when it comes to roar, um, when first started talking about um, Rockfest, uh, the Lord gave me a vision of himself as the lion of Judah standing over top of the amphitheater and with his right paw stomping his right paw over top of that ground. So there's a whole level of taking back the ground that belongs to him. And that's what I feel like we're there to do. We're there to take back what belongs to him. Absolutely. Take it. It all belongs to him. Satan's just stolen it for a little while. Actually, um, God has allowed him to steal it so that we can participate in seeing the glory of God. It's kind of strange yeah. how that works. It's not that Satan has never overpowered God, never and never will, even though he thinks he will. Um, have fun with that one. Uh, but, you know, really with Roar, when you guys come up, you know, give this stuff and start discussing, I'm like, okay, I got to go to scripture. I got to, what's going on here? Um, and, you know, really, I just want to say one thing about that prophecy that you, that you heard with the things that of the past won't work today. 
Well, yeah, that lines right up with scripture where Jesus said, you know, why are you putting, um, you know, new wine and old wineskins? It doesn't yes. work. You know, yes. this is not going to be great grandpa's tent revival. Those were great at one time. And I think for some reason, people get attached to that for nostalgia reasons, number one. And number two, they think, well, because that happened closer to the time that Jesus rose from the grave, it's probably more scripturally accurate to do that. And they're afraid of the new thing. And we can't be afraid of the new thing that God is doing. And we call it a new thing, but really there's nothing new under the sun. Everything lines up with scripture. And we've been very careful to do that with everything that we've been doing. Is there a scriptural basis for what we're doing? Or are we just going off on a limb? Is this just Glenn having a, you know, a, a midlife crisis right now, which um, I'm, I'm not, but um I want to talk about roar because I did dive into scripture and God took me to two verses that are the same verses from two different prophets. And I want to talk about Haggai real quick because we're talking about the subway walls and the tenement halls, the places where people wouldn't expect prophets to be and people that would, you know, people that would not be expected to be prophets. Uh, do you know how much we know about Haggai and who he was and what he did? We don't know anything. Okay. He was a guy who preached. Uh, he was probably a common worker. He was not some big guy in the temple. Notice how all of these great prophecies in the prophetic, in the word of God, never came out of the temple. They never came out of the synagogue. They came out of just the common person who loved the Lord. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. But God took me to Joel chapter 3. And of course, Joel chapter three is speaking of that time, still kind of a bit out there in the future of the battle of Armageddon uh, in the last days. And it says in Joel chapter three, 14 through 17, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon shall be darkened and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Verse 16, I love this. The Lord shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth, guess what they're going to do? They're going to shake. Okay? But the Lord be the hope, will be the hope of his people and the strength of his children Israel. Something very interesting is going on here. He's roaring out of Zion. Zion is a mountain. Now, we know that there are other little gods that have attempted to have mountains like Mount Carmel. We know what happened to them on that one uh, with Baal. And, but Zion is the highest. That is the Lord's holy mountain. And that's where he stands and he roars from as the Lion of Judah. But at the same time, the Lord is roaring. And I don't like this translation very much. It says, and he utters his voice from Jerusalem. Now, in English, when we hear the word utter, we think uh, just saying something kind of you know, kind of like muttering or not anything really important, but uttering the real translation for it means to declare or to publish, i.e. I think of declaring and publishing the good news. So God speaks on two frequencies at the same time. When the Lion of Judah roars, he roars to shake the heavens and the earth, but he also from the city of Jerusalem, the city of peace, utters peace. He utters restoration. And it says, but the Lord will be the hope of his people and the strength of the children of Israel. And that word strength means a harbor for repair, mm -hmm. restoration, just like we find in the book of Haggai. Okay. Yeah. So well, then, go ahead, Stacy. 
I'm, I'm sorry. What? Just for the heck of it, what does the tribe of Judah, what does that mean? That is, okay. It comes from the lineage of Jesus. Both Mary and Joseph came from the tribe of Judah. Um, Mary uh, directly from David and then Joseph, if I believe correctly, when I was doing the research, came from Solomon. So that's well, where that's the tribe that he came from. Like prophetically, isn't it the, isn't it the tribe of praise? I believe so. Yes. Okay. So I believe, I believe the roar, so. The roar, the roar. I mean, there's something going on with worship and praise and this whole thing of what you're saying there. And I, I could. I had yes, declaration, the utterances, all that stuff, and I, I really think it like it culminates into, you know, when Jesus said, you know, there's coming a time where it won't matter if you worship here or there, you know what I'm saying? And, and he's talking about that God was looking for people that would worship in spirit and truth. Yes. So yeah, I, yeah. I had to I had to touch on that for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're totally on it. You're totally on it. You're totally on it. I'm like, ah! <laughs> now, here's where it gets mind blowing is Amos, uh, he was a shepherd and he grew sycamore figs. That's what he did. That was his claim to fame in life. And he's considered one of the minor, you know, like Haggai and all the other ones that we're looking at are the, are the minor prophets. And he said the same thing. And he said, and Amos, I started to read that just before, just after I started reading Haggai last year, and I want to touch on something with that real quick too. But Amos said, the Lord will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The same thing that was said by Joel. This is the way that God works. Yes. He yes. roars and he utters. Now, there is a deceiver though that thinks he's a roaring lion and appears as a roaring lion, but all he does is roar. And then he devours he does not utter he drinks down is basically what the word devours means uh he wants to be the lion of the tribe of judah but he is not the lion of tri of the tribe of judah and that is the angel formerly known as lucifer so we have a counterfeit so when god shakes things like he's been doing he always utters peace to his people he always utters restoration. And that's what we've had going on. And I think that's what we're seeing going on here. I mean, my goodness, the world has been turned upside down and right side left. But at the same time, we see these pockets of believers popping up and great things, not just here, I'm talking about all over, great things being done in the name of the Lord. Christina, you and I experienced it just, what, four weeks ago with yeah. Let's Worship Charleston at the Hanahan Amphitheater. God was doing a move of worship there, another piece of the puzzle that was going on. But in the book of Amos, and I want to hit on one last thing before we get into some good music and, and some comments here. Uh, the book of Amos, there's three things that he talked about concerning judgment that occurred in his day, uh, a time a little bit closer than the time of what's going to be uh, occurring that's spoken of in the last chapters of the book of Revelation. But there were three particular judgments that occurred in the days of Amos. And these were the judgments. They were earthquakes, shaking, locusts, and fire. That sounds like the past year we just had, 2020. 
Nothing new under the sun. God is the same today as he was yesterday and will be tomorrow. I want to go to a couple comments here, and then I want to hit on something else, too, that I think is very important concerning this. Um, okay, so we got Mark Hugey. Okay, he says... I'll go up to, to Rick. Great point, Glenn. Thank you, Rick. Mark Hugie, I hope you guys do that one at the fest. Are you going to do Roar at the fest? Tiffany. Us Lions Roar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are working on it, but, you know, Mark and Christina are used to Lions Roar sounding one way, and we're going to convert them <laughs> metal-wise before it's over. <laughs> yes, we are prepping it um, because if the Lord tells us to do it and use it to move, we're we're gonna we're gonna be prepared. So awesome! Yeah. <laughs> Laura and Brayden from Warriors of Light. Such a fruitful, inspiring conversation, y'all. Thanks so much. Glory to the Lord. Last thing, Stacy, Is that a For Today shirt I spy? What's your favorite album by them for today? <laughs> the, their last album, which that's my favorite. There you go. There you go. Tiffany noticed something too, and I want to I want to make this point because everything that we're doing with this event, um, yes, Tiff, there you go. Rick agrees one hundred percent with what you're saying. Um, everything that we're doing at this event is completely counterculture. Okay, it's it's counter what mainstream thinks. And Tiffany took a look at the lineup and noticed something very interesting: is that the majority of the acts, the lead singer for the bands, are women. Which is oh 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 oh! Me and Glenn are beyond excited about this. <laughs> Something very interesting is that the religious community, and it was the same in Jesus's day, has downplayed the significance of women in sharing the gospel and in ministry. And there are two examples that I want to point to, and I think this is where God is going with this. Um, let's go back, Stacey. You mentioned the woman at the well and worship in spirit and truth in Samaria. Well, when Jesus, when she had the revelation that Jesus was the Messiah, she ran into the city of Samaria ablaze with the gospel saying not to the women, but saying to the men, it says this specifically in scripture, saying to the men, you need to come see this man that I saw. He is the Messiah. Yeah. And I think that was a foreshadowing of what happened on the day that um, the women went to the tomb when they were going to take the spices to embalm Jesus's body in the tomb. And they got there. They were the first ones at the tomb. And it was the guys that were, they were really shaken by what had gone on. They were still trying to figure things out. But the women, in their simplicity of faith, went to the tomb, and they went back to the disciples, and it says this, I never saw this in the Word until this week. They went back and told the disciples that he's risen, and when they said that, the guys treated it, and it says this word for word in Scripture, they treated it as idle tales. And these are the disciples that were treating what the women were saying as idle tales. And they were the first ones to bear the good news of the gospel that he has risen. And then even Peter, 
we know how he struggled with faith but you know what he took that first step and went to the tomb to see what was going on and it still perplexed him and then still even you had thomas later on who's like i gotta see the scars man you know i ain't i ain't buying this but it was the faith of the women and i really believe what's what's happening is god is restoring some things and bringing some things to light is that women have had a very important role in the spreading of the gospel and in ministry and in sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus. It's right there in scripture. And then even when Jesus was carried to the tomb, it says the people followed him to the tomb. And then it says very specifically, and the women. And I think this was put in there because when you take a look at the time that all of this occurred in Jesus's day, the scribes and the Pharisees, the religious system despised the role of, of the woman. It was very looked down upon. Um, it, it was not, that was not somebody that you would expect in the religious system of the day to have a word from the Lord. So I really believe with what's going on here, I did not intend it to be that way, the lineup that way. But I think God is doing something very special here. And we're going to see something very special occur. This is totally, totally counterculture. And yes, women can war. There is no question about that whatsoever. Uh, We got a comment uh, from Ziggy. It was women who supported Jesus's earthly ministry. That is very true. That is very true. Uh, Most of the support, the financial support and everything, you look at it in scripture, they were the ones that supported the ministry, especially Mary Magdalene. Have any of you guys seen the miniseries Chose the Chosen? Yes, it's the best. (laughs) It is awesome. Stacey, when you get the chance, you need to see it because a lot of these things that we're talking about and the things that you and I have discussed are being portrayed in this miniseries online. And I'm just like, they they get it i was like this is so awesome it's so refreshing absolutely refreshing to to watch so yes we are going to have a roar of the lion of judah at the hanahan amphitheater and tiffany you have coming out on may 5th a new song called declaration of war that you are going to perform can you tell us a little bit about this song that we're going to hear not just on May 5th, but on May 15th at Rockfest. Um, Declaration of War, Chris is actually fronting it. But um, if you look at the things that have taken place over the last year and are still taking place um, with division um, and literally losing our right to be who we are, um, it's time to declare war. Um this is not something that you can just sit down and take lightly and think, Oh, it'll pass. No, (laughs) it's time to get up and get in the fire and start pulling back again, what belongs to the Lord. Um, So declaration of war is just that it's, it's time to stand up and it's time to get in the fight, the good fight, but get in the fight, (laughs) the fight. Yes. And we have to remind everybody, and this uh, a lot of the people that are working with us understand this, is we are not wrestling or warring against flesh and blood. Right. But we're warring against principalities and powers. We're warring against something that's a little bit above us and something that we don't quite understand. But when we get up and we go to work, 
as Stacy was saying from the book of Haggai, uh, God starts overthrowing those princes and uh, prin uh, princes and principalities and powers of darkness and their chariots as well. Um, there's a spiritual implication of that that maybe we'll get into in the second season, the chariots of the principalities and the powers. Uh, that'll be a fun conversation. Uh, Warriors of Light, of course, I knew we were going to get a comment from Laura and Braden, <laughs> who are intense on the warfare. Yes, let's go. And, you know, the warfare is really, and we've got two things going on. We had Tara's awesome logo at the beginning of this edition of the owl with the sickle and the serpent around it. And God led her to do that. And Ziggy, yes. I mean, look at the support that we've gotten from Rockfest when you, me, and Stacy got together. God has given all of these wonderful, blessed women, just like Jesus had, to help support this and bring this about. And Tara is one of those who God has moved upon in a mighty way. And just out of nowhere produces this logo for Get Revelation Rockfest, and it's the owl, which is a symbol of judgment in a lot of instances in Scripture. And there's a lot of implications behind that. And the owl and the and the raven actually go together. And the owl has a sickle, and around it is a serpent, and it's fighting and defeating the serpent with the sickle. But the sickle also represents harvest. So the same sickle that we war with we will harvest with and i want to give a shout out to tara right now for her hard work and what she's done and coming down she's going to be volunteering for rock fest she has been an awesome blessing to both stacy's ministry and and our ministry down here i actually had the opportunity to meet her at a last trumpet show in north carolina back in september and it was so cool to meet somebody who has been supporting everything that's been going on. So Tara, we thank you so much for everything that you've been doing. Let me just go through a few logistics first, and then we're going to get into a song and then let everybody go for the evening. But uh, we've got, and what we've been talking about is we've been talking about Get Revelation Rock Fest. Look at that. It does look like Fox News or CNN now. Uh, Get Revelation Rock Fest coming up on May 15th here in Charleston, South Carolina at the Hanahan Amphitheater. If you're watching on YouTube right now, I put a link right be below what you're watching right now so you can click it and get your tickets to come to get Revelation Rockfest. Um, the opening band is the letter black. We're very excited about that. And we're going to have a whole bunch of awesome supporting bands, and they're going to be on the Crown Plaza stage. And the bands include Winner's Resurrection from Charleston, Ziggy from Charleston, The Last Trumpet, that's Tiffany's band, Jenna Parr, Armor of God, Warhol, Warriors of Light, and Zana. Wow, what a lineup we've got. A lot of these bands, they are intense on war. They are intense, and I'm talking war in the spirit. They are intense on intense on seeing souls saved. Um, so it, it's just really, really awesome what God's got going on. Now, Tiffany, we interviewed you guys and met you guys back, what was it, June, July of last year? I think it was May, around that time frame. And I've got this knack for interviewing bands just before they really release something new and just kind of miss it by a skip a little bit. So just before, uh, just after we interviewed you, you released a new song called The Devil's Hands. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that song and will we get to hear that on stage? Uh, it will definitely be on stage. <laughs> it will be done on stage. Um, the Devil's Hands is you know, he he thinks he's very slick and he is smart. Don't get me wrong, but God is always smarter. But part of God operating in us is to see the devil for who he is and flee from it. Um, so 
the devil's hands is just telling people it's a wake up call. Um, you better run away from that. There's a better way. Um, so that's pretty much what devil's hands is about. It's about getting away from all that sin and toxicity and coming where the breath is not going to kill you. It's a breath of fresh air, literally. The song is very catchy and memorable. It sticks in your head. And that's one of the things that I like about it. You know, the whole thing, get out and uh, you know the chorus and the hook and everything like that. And I was thinking I could probably market a cookie jar that when you open it up for that midnight snack, you know, get out, you know, avoid the temptation and put it down. I yeah. think we could raise some funds for Rockfest doing that. Well, this is what we're going to do real quick. We're going to take a listen. This is what you're going to be able to get to hear. Oh, yes. And we know Dan from Metal Sharpens Metal really digs that one. Bunch of cool ideas in it. And it does have the real earthy, groany, roary growls in it. So we like that. So this is The Devil's Hands by The Last Trumpet. And hey, if you're new, go ahead and comment on this song. Um, leave your comments. We want to hear what you think about it. And after this song, we'll get right back. We'll talk about it and we'll close it up for the evening until we meet again online on May 22nd after Rockfest. This is The Devil's Hands by The Last Trumpet.
the there we go to the regular squeak. How much spaghetti sauce did you need to put on your hands for that picture? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> that is really Thank goodness cool. Goodness, it wasn't mine. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Hey, we've got some comments here, and I want to go through them real quick. Warriors of Light. We've got uh, Laura Victorian Braden. Whoa, love it. Ziggy says, great song. Christopher Fogelman, our winner of the Get Revelation Rock Fest tickets tonight, courtesy of Rock of Salvation, says, cool sounds. And then he also says, Ozzy sound. Yeah, but there's a big difference is that Ozzy can't sing unless he's got a lot of vocal processors behind him. Christopher Shelton can sing without the vocal processors. So that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the big difference there. And you know, Tiffany, I have to do this. Oh, and then we got Michelle L weighing in to have Michelle still with us. So heavy, you know, and if you think about it, when you're dealing with temptation and sin, uh, and I'm going to use the analogy again, you can't Kenny G it. Oh, get out. <laughs> get out oh might be a good idea to get out no you gotta you gotta you gotta run yeah, yes you can saying uh, about christopher shelton saying you know and jimmy buffett and jack johnson they just can't do that either so that's just the attitude you have to take that attitude of warfare towards temptation and towards sin and that's what you encapsulate in that song and the last time we interviewed we were not doing this yet uh, we didn't start doing this until we started doing videos so I have to do it for you. Of course, every, every uh, Last Trumpet song is Mac the Metal Dog approved. And there he is, uh, Mac the Metal. Look at that. He's right there with Stacy. <laughs> 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 Hanging out with Stacy. Yes. <laughs> Mac has been. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pet, petting the dog. There we go. And look at that. Christina's doing that as well. Everybody, thank you for joining us tonight. We want to thank you for the first uh, season of this live stream, 18 great editions. We will be back on May 22nd. As I said, we're going to be taking a short break for a month to focus our efforts on Rockfest. And then when we return on May 22nd, we're going to be interviewing a band called Tricord from Georgia. And these guys are awesome. And then the week after that, we're going to circle back around with my friends from Latvia. We're going to do a live stream with a guest from Latvia, uh, Revelation Attic, and talk about some of the new apocalyptic songs that they have that are out now that are just absolutely amazing. Uh, my good friends Rasa and Gontis, and I probably just totally destroyed that because I do not speak Latvian very well. But we're going to have them on. we got a lot of great things that are going to be coming up uh, after Get Revelation Rock Fest. And Stacy and I, we've talked about this a little bit. Let me take Mac is getting tired there, so let me take him... Uh, there, but there we go. Um, got one last. Uh, yes. And we got a comment from, yes, Bloodwater. Yes, we are going to be bringing Bloodwater on as well. We got a lot of great bands lined up and that we're going to be bringing on. And also, too, we are going to be diving into some things about the unseen realm and, uh, angels and demons and all sorts of things like that. We're going to be talking about that as I promised. And then Shannon, we love y'all. Can't wait to see everyone enjoy ministering with y'all. Shannon, we can't wait to see you at Rockfest. This is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And yes, Christina, we are going to bring back um, Ron Hamilton again for our second season and talk about some things that we were not able to talk about. And as always, we cannot have a season without Stacy, my brother from another mother up there in the part of uh, the United States that used to be part of South Carolina, 
and uh, merging together, and I can't wait to see you. But go ahead and get your tickets for Get Revelation Rock Fest, May 15th, Hanahan Amphitheater. Get them at lithoscry.com, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y.com, and we will see everybody there. Any parting words from anybody else before we call it an evening? Christina, go ahead. I just wanted to say, um, you know, just remind everybody, you know, just thinking about the things that God has said tonight and the message that was given. Um, never underestimate the power of your words. Um, Jason Upton um, was is a is a singer songwriter and he wrote a song based off Joel chapter two. And he says there's a generation arising, a nameless, faceless, placeless tribe all they fear is the fear of the Lord and all they hear is the lion of Judah. And we have the power of life and death in our tongues. So release your roar and release, release authority and power in the earth. Yes. And those, that nameless faceless generation can be found writing their words on the subway walls right here. and in That's the right. tenement halls. That's right. Wow. Christina, right. are, are you converted yet? <laughs> I love you. I bet you do. <laughs> and Christopher Shelton says that's right. And hey, and uh, Shannon says amen. And you know, I I, I am going to leave with this. On um, we started with the Simon and Garfunkel song uh, "Sound of Silence." What a song that was released in the 1960s. I think God was really moving through that. That's something I want to do more of a breakdown on later because there's a lot of prophetic in that. But it's not by coincidence that in 2015, just six years ago, that song was released as a metal version by the band Disturbed. And it is probably one of the best covers of that song. And if you watch the video, I encourage all of our viewers to go watch the video for Disturbed Sound of Silence. You will see what we're trying to do, or what I believe God is going to do through Rockfest with that in that video. And that was really, really released in 2015. It's a song for our time. It's something that God's using. And remember, you are probably not going to find the prophets or the prophetic word in institutionalized religion. I can almost guarantee that. So with that being said, we will see you at Get Revelation Rockfest 2021. Until then, everybody, peace out and rock on. Lithoscry.com.